Welcome to this week's episode of the E-Commerce Society Podcast. This is a bonus episode, and this is an episode that I really hope you listen to really quickly ASAP because what I'm talking about today are the new requirements for Gmail and Yahoo. So you might be thinking, this doesn't affect me. I don't use Gmail, but it does affect you because you need to update your email marketing with these changes. Otherwise, when you go to email your customers, guess what? Your emails are going to go into the spam folder. And we don't want that because one of my jobs of my business, and I say job, but I really mean one of the things that I wholeheartedly believe in with every ounce of my being is that you should be doing email marketing and SMS marketing, if I'm going to be honest with you. But you need to be doing email marketing It's an owned platform. It's an owned sales channel. It's an owned marketing channel. You own it. No one can take it away from you. However, with these new requirements, actually your emails can end up in the spam folder. So we don't want that for you. So I'm going to walk you through today what the new requirements are for from Google and Yahoo regarding email, who it applies to, why it applies to you, and why, even if it doesn't apply to you 100% today, you should still update your accounts with these new changes. And I'm going to walk you through how to do that. And then if you're listening and you're like, this episode sounds so boring, I can't even stand it already. I hear you because guess what? This episode is going to be boring. One of few episodes I think that are going to be boring because this is a technical episode. And to be honest with you, technical episodes, even for me are boring to do, but because this is so important, I have to do a podcast episode. Yesterday, I sent out an email. If you're on my email list, I sent out an email with a blog post, a free training, and a PDF document that walks you through how to update your email marketing and your domain register with these changes, what you need to do, how you need to do it, what are the three steps you need, and then resources for each step. So Clavio is amazing. And Clavio is obviously an email marketing platform that I fully believe in and I always promote. And they have all these really good resources where they they tell you what to do, how to do it, and they have video resources. So I basically included those resources on my blog. Again, they are not mine. They're Clavio, but they Clavio put them out for public consumption. And so I think it's fine to also share those with you because more people should be using Klaviyo anyway. Um, So if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this is boring, cool. Click the link in the show notes below. Watch the short video. I think it's 10 or 15 minutes long, but it walks you through the changes you have to make and it gives you resources. So if you're like, I don't know how to do that thing, well, here's a resource. And if you really don't know what to do, I gave you a link where you can actually schedule a session with Clavio's office hours and you can go and ask them yourself. It's really, really cool. So if you don't want to listen to this, go check that out. So in this episode, what I'm going to talk through really quickly, it's going to be a short episode because guess what? Even I don't like talking about techie things, even it's boring to me. And I went through updating my email and my domain stuff yesterday. And guess what? After I had some issues with one of the parts. And so I... By the end of the day, I was like, this has literally been the most useless, boring day I've ever had. That's not true, but it felt like a really boring day because I don't like doing techie stuff. I don't want to sit in the back end of a platform and figure out where do I put that and what do I do with this? So anyway, so I went through the whole process so I could then share with you what to do. And um, I'm going to share again who it's for, why you need it, blah, blah, blah. So this is going to be a short episode. I'm not going to go through 
the nitty gritty of the changes and all the technical, you know, the technical hoo-ha of what it's for. I'm just going to give you the bare bones and the basics. And I think the most important thing is that Google and Yahoo are rolling out these changes to make email safer. So in the end, this is going to help you because it's going to basically prevent more people from, um, you know, steal, not stealing your emails, but like the phishing emails, whatever they're called. Um, it's going to be helping with email best practices and having more authentication and things like that. And according to Clavio, Shane McElroy, product manager, meeting these requirements will make it easier for inbox providers to identify you as a legitimate sender, which in turn will make it easier forever for you to reach your subscribers. So again, it's all a good thing and it's all about kind of keeping email safer. So just really quickly, I'm going to walk through and I'm kind of using Clavio's blog post as a resource as I kind of look over my notes here. But um, the changes are rolling out February 1st, 2024. So tomorrow, I'm so sorry. I wanted to record this earlier. I didn't get around to it, but I'm recording it now. Uh, the good news is for a lot of you listening, these changes likely don't include you. However, I still want you to go through and make these changes. So according to Clavio, who needs to make these changes? Everyone, okay? Everyone, especially bulk senders. Google has a new set of requirements for all senders and some extras for bulk senders who send 5K or more emails to Google accounts per day. So if you're not sure if you meet that 5K threshold, here are some guidelines. <laughs> Google will include personal accounts ending in gmail.com and googlemail.com. All traffic from a given center will count towards that 5K threshold, including transactional emails. So you might be closer to that 5K threshold and qualifying as a bulk sender than you realize. So basically in a nutshell, if you are sending a lot of emails per day, then you have to make these changes. If you're not sending 5,000 emails per day, these changes may not affect you as much, but here's the thing. Here is the deal. Google is saying that this is important for everyone to do, especially bulk senders. So how I interpret that, to be honest with you, my interpretation is this is important for everyone, not just bulk senders. So if you have, if you're only sending a hundred emails per day, you should still be making these changes. You really have nothing to lose. And honestly, once you see how easy it is to actually implement for the most part, you might run into an issue like I did with my account, but if you have a straightforward domain register on GoDaddy and you're able to go in and update your DNS records, you may have already done that with other things. This is going to be a piece of cake for you. Okay. Um, I still think you should do it. Whenever Google says to do something, do it. Google is, I'm using hand gestures up here, but like Google is at the top of the food chain. Whatever they say to do, do it. Okay. That's it. Just do it. Stop complaining and do it. Okay. All right, Susan. All right. So let's go through the the big three things that you kind of need to do. So I'm going to open up my little PDF here and I'm just going to kind of walk through really quickly. We're going to keep this as short and painless as possible. Okay. But this is so important 
You need to do it. And again, if you don't want to listen to me mumble anymore about email marketing, go into the notes on the podcast, grab the link, and just go watch that video. It's 15 minutes, but I walk you through what to do. And I give you a handout, a PDF, a handout, like we're in school. I give you a PDF of... Um, I give you a PDF of the requirements and some extra resources that you can uh, look at and all that kind of stuff. So the first thing that you need to do, again, changes are being implemented February 1st. So you need to do this ASAP, especially if you're someone who is sending a lot of emails, so more than 5,000 emails per day. Um, The first thing that you want to do is you want to have a verified sending domain. So I'm going to kind of clump a couple things into this one overarching step. Okay. So number one, you need to have a business email. I know a lot of you are like, you're using Gmail as your business email. First off, we need to stop doing that. That is not professional. I'm sorry. I love you, but that's not professional. Um, It makes you look like a hobby business and we don't want hobby businesses. We want real businesses, right? So number one, get rid of your damn Gmail business. Again, that doesn't mean you can't Still use a Gmail business account, if, especially if you're using uh, Google Drive for things. I have a Gmail account for any business I have, and I use that for like Google Drive and things like that. But for a proper business email that you are emailing your customers with, you should have a business domain. So hello at susansflowers.com. Hello at the dapperdogbox.com. That is a business email. So you need to have a business email. That's step number one. So if you don't have a business email, get one. The easiest thing to do, there's really two ways, and I'm not an expert at business emails. I'll just give you the two ways that I know. One is through your domain uh, register. So again, if you registered your domain at godaddy.com, there you can, per- I think you have to purchase it, but don't quote me because honestly, I have not purchased a Outlook style email in many, many years. I don't like Outlook email, but for a lot of you, you might use the Outlook kind of email. So is it called Outlook? I think it's called Outlook. I don't know. Never mind. So you can get your email through like a GoDaddy or wherever your domain is registered. And it I think you have to pay for it, but again, I can't remember. And then it's kind of set up as... I think it's called Outlook. I haven't used it in many years, but it's like that little icon that, at the bottom of your computer. <laughs> I'm. This is not, you can tell this is not my area of expertise. The techie crab, I'm like, ugh, someone else do it. I can't, I don't like this. If it's marketing or any of that stuff, I know all the things. Um, the other way that you can have a business email, and this is my personal favorite, especially because one, it's easy to use on your phone. It integrates with everything. And two, you can have a virtual assistant. You can create like a support email and you can have a virtual assistant take this over for you, which is my preferred way. You can create a business email in Google Suite or G Suite. So Google Suite, you can Google it. You can go and I forget how much it is because I, I think I've I've created so many of these over the last two years because I've changed my business name like 17 times that I forget what it costs. I want to say 20 bucks a month possibly or 10 bucks a month, but I want to say it's like 20 bucks a month. And then you pay for any additional, I believe users, or if you want to add a separate email. So for my business right now, I still have not changed. My business name is e-commerce society. 
I have still not changed my website from kerryfitzgerald.com over to e-commerce, the e-commerce society.com. I haven't done it yet. I was supposed to do it in January and now January is basically over and I haven't done it yet. And now I'm kind of like, it doesn't feel, I have less pressing urgency for this. So I don't know. I'll do it soon, I guess. But anyway, um, so I have one email that I use and then I have a support at carryf.com. And so my virtual assistant uses that and, you know, she, I have all of my platforms connected to that email. All of my, anything is connected to that. So then she can just help me with customer support and she's amazing. So that's the easiest way to get a business email. Okay. The second part of this verified sending domain is you basically have to, there's like two parts to it. One is that you go into your email marketing software. I'm using in the video training that I give you, again, it's in the show notes below. It's on a blog. Um, I use Klaviyo as an example, but it's really whatever email marketing platform that you're using, they will have the same stuff. So if you're using MailChimp, um, if you're using ConvertKit, same same process. It's just the information is going to be located in a different place. So you go into your email marketing, your settings, your account, your email kind of settings, you basically make sure that you have the business email in there. So the email that's being sent out to customers has to be that business email. So if you're if you were using a Gmail account or you know hello at susansflowers at gmail.com, no, we need to get rid of that. It has to be a business email. That's a huge thing that you have to do. Number two, you have to then go into your domain registration or your domain register. So again, if you if you host with GoDaddy or you bought your domain with GoDaddy or Name Namecheap, I have not actually bought anything from Namecheap, even though I've wanted to. I'm kind of a GoDaddy. Every domain I buy is from GoDaddy, and I have about ten domains right now. I whenever I think of a business idea and I think of a cool name, I buy the domain and they just kind of sit in my account. And again, a useless expense that I should, probably should stop doing. But I mean, if we're not collecting domains for possible business ideas, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> right? So anyway, uh, you have to go in there and you have to go into your DNS settings. So you go into your, again, like a GoDaddy account, you go to, I think it's like manage domains, then you go to DNS. You go to your DNS settings page. And then in your Clavio uh, or ConvertKit or MailChimp, they will give you records that you have to add to your DNS settings. It sounds really scary. And to be honest with you, I have now have had businesses for eight years. I was not ever comfortable touching those damn DNS records until maybe two years ago. So six years of having businesses, then I started to get, okay, I can actually touch this stuff without ruining my whole business. So it's not scary. You just have to make sure that you're doing it the correct way. And literally the correct way is just adding the records. You just copy them from the email marketing platform. You add them into your DNS. So for the most part, they're going to be called like CNAME records, C-N-A-M-E records. That's it. You copy them from the email marketing platform and they'll, they'll tell you what they are. You put them in your domain as CNAME records. That's pretty much it. Super easy, I promise. Then the second thing that you want to do is you want to add or you want to add or I forget exactly how they call it in Clavio. I'm just kind of going off of my uh, PDF 
you want to have or set a DMARC record. And to be honest with you, um, there's a lot of stuff about DMARC and I'm not going to talk about any of it because guess what? It's boring. And if you are really interested in that, you can go to my link below in the notes, totally free. I'm not making you log into something. You can go, you can click on the understand DMARC and I included a video for you. So you can read, you can listen all about DMARC records if you're curious. If you're not like me, then just do what you need to do. And that's one step. <laughs> that's one simple step. Again, in your email marketing platform, there's going to be a list of records. There's going to be a text record, TXT. And all you do is you copy the text record and you add it into your DNS. That's it. It's so fucking easy. Okay. That's why I told you this is going to be easy. You just need some, if you go and look at articles on what to do, it's very confusing and overwhelming. There's so much information, but if you kind of just compartmentalize, that's how I like to say, and you just think, okay, what are like the couple steps I have to take? And then it kind of feels a little bit easier. So you just add that text record and that's like your DMARC record. Again, I'm not going to go into any of that, what it, what it does, why you need it. You can go look at that yourself because it's kind of overwhelming. There are entire companies dedicated to DMARC records. Okay. It's boring, but it's, it's all about sort of domain registration, protecting it, spam, all that kind of stuff. So that's it. And then the third thing that you're going to want to do now, moving forward, we're at, a, we're, at a, we're at our second to last step, but the, this is the last step of, of an action step that you need to take today. So one of the new requirements from Google and Yahoo is that you need to make it idiot-proof for people to unsubscribe to your email list because there's all kind of new requirements for spam. You, They're cracking down on spam complaints. So for example, spam, I get emails maybe 10 to 15 per day. I also get them via DMs and Instagram, which I'm sure you get the same things. They're like, hey, hey, Carrie, I looked at your website and you know, you could be getting 300 leads per hour if you just use my service. Can I send you a video clip? And I literally go up to the top and I click report as spam. And I'm sorry, it's kind of an, it's sort of a dick move to do. And I, and I, I feel bad sometimes, but I don't feel bad because guess what? They are spamming me. They are emailing me with something that I didn't ask for. And they not only email me one time, but they will email me five to 10 times unless I block them. I either block them or I, or I click report as spam. Sometimes I don't report as spam if I felt like I skim the email very quickly and I'm like, okay, I feel like they made a little bit of effort. It's not just a copy and paste. Then I won't report them as spam, but I do. I do report people as spam because you know what? F off. Get the fuck out of my inbox. Stop spamming me with your crap that I didn't ask for. And if they didn't, if I didn't get so many of them per day, I wouldn't get so mad about it. But they're frustrating because they clog up my inbox and then I miss important emails because I I look at my inbox and I'm like, oh my God, there's 17,000 emails and they're all people pitching services that I never asked for. So I'm not getting angry at the people where I signed up for your email list to learn something from you. I'm not getting angry at companies that I've purchased from and then I'm getting their marketing emails. Even if I didn't ask for marketing emails, I don't get mad about that. If I don't want their marketing emails, I'll unsubscribe or I'll just kind of delete them. But 
I what I do get angry about are people who are emailing me incessantly pitching services that I did not ask for. And they're always the same thing. Pit, podcast pitching, um, SEO services, video clips. Oh, I can help you make Alex Hormozy clips and you can become a millionaire in a week. I mean, fuck off. Honestly, fuck the fuck off. I hate them so much. They make me really pissed if you can't tell. My swearing comes out when I'm either excited about something or mad about something. But literally, get out of my inbox, F off, spam. I report them all spam, most of them. Um, So anyway, so we don't want people to report you as spam, okay? And, you know, I think for the most part, most people aren't going to report you as spam unless you're doing something that's spammy. But like, here's an example. I'm just going to give you one more example of spam and why... It can be really important to not get reported as spam. So I was part of a summit a few weeks ago where I created a video training and then some person, you know, says, oh, we're doing a summit to help people start a product business or do a handmade hobby or blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so my my training was how to create a cult-like brand. I've done this created the training maybe a year ago for a different person. And I just, whenever someone says, Hey, do you want to be part of my summit? I'm like, yes, here's my training. This is the talking points, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's a great training, right? So I got like 200 people on my email list a week ago. And then I sent out, (laughs) and then I sent out my weekly podcast email. So if you join my email list, you're going to get my weekly podcast email. Right now, that's kind of all I send out unless it's like a different type of email. And I got an email notification on Tuesday. It was like from Google, you got you have high spam reports today. And I was like, what the F? And I went and looked and I'm like, oh, sure enough, I looked at my emails and my ConvertKit account and I can look at – ConvertKit is, is not a – I wouldn't recommend them if you have a product-based business, but they're really awesome if you have a, a service-based business or a different type, you know, like a creative business or whatever. Um, they, You can scroll through your emails and you can see right away how many unsubscribes you have. So it's a really – I love bird's eye view. I love when you can look through analytics and you can just get a quick overview. How many people clicked? How many per- people opened? What's the percentage of open rate? And how many uh, unsubscribes? And I had like 10 unsubscribes from that one email, which is very high. I might get like one unsubscribe or two if I sit for my podcast emails. People seem to not enjoy my podcast emails. I mean, I'm sorry. I put out good stuff for you and I'm just letting you know that we have a new episode. <laughs> but people don't – I don't think people like the emails because I get a lot of unsubscribes. <laughs> If there's a different way I could let you know about the podcast that is more convenient for you, please let me know. I'm happy to send you an SMS, but I would feel if I got an SMS from someone letting me know about a podcast episode that I would like unsubscribe immediately. So I don't know, but you know what? We Things that annoy us might not annoy your customers. You know, you got to know your customers. My customers <laughs> seem to be annoyed at my podcast emails. But anyway, um, so yeah, I got a really, really, really high unsubscribe rate from that one email. And I'm assuming that all those people who unsubscribed marked me as spam because they were like, who the F is this chick? They probably didn't remember that they had just signed up for my email list from this stupid summit that I did. So, you know, information is knowledge. Okay. So the point here is that you have to keep your spam rates low. I'm not going to go into spam and how to prevent people from marking you as spam. 
There's a lot of articles on Klaviyo that you can read that will walk you through how to keep spam complaints low. It's going to come down to things like segmenting your email list, sending appropriate emails to the appropriate audience, cleaning up your email list maybe a couple of times per year, that kind of thing. So anyway, so the point here is that in order to keep spam complaints low, they are now putting in these measures where you need to make it idiot-proof for people to unsubscribe. So here's the cool thing. Clavio is now going to be adding in at the top of the email an unsubscribe button. So you will be able to always unsubscribe when you – because you know how sometimes you open up an email and you're like, ugh, this email is annoying. Like I want to unsubscribe. And they don't have a way at the top. And you have to scroll down all the way to the bottom. And then sometimes if if they're doing email the right way, they will have an unsubscribe at the footer. So you need to now have one at the top, but Clavio is going to be doing that for you. Is MailChimp going to do that for you? I'm not sure. Probably. I'm assuming this is something that all email marketing uh, platform will offer, but I don't know. I only know Clavio because that's what I teach people for e-commerce. So, the, but here's the change that you have to make them moving forward is that, um, I guess one or two things. One is having an unsubscribe link in the footer is no longer enough. So how this applies to you is you need to make sure in your campaigns and in your um, campaigns flows, so any of your email automations, I would uh, just to be safe anywhere, anytime you send out an email to your customers, you need to have it unsubscribe in the body of the email. So the easiest thing to do, here's like the step-by-step. Go into, if you're using Klaviyo and you use email templates, so you have an email template for your weekly newsletter or your weekly promotional email or whatever the hell you send to your email list, I would hope that you're using a template so you don't recreate the wheel every time. You want to go into your template, go to the bottom of the email, and add in an unsubscribe link in there. That's it. Save the template. Then every single time you send out an email, there's a little unsubscribe link at the bottom and people can unsubscribe if they want to. Done, easy, blah. I would also go in just to be safe and add those to your email workflows. So all of those emails that you set up and they are automatically sent out, those need to be updated as well. Um, I don't know if Clavio is telling you to do that. I just know that they're telling you to add an unsubscribe in the body I don't know if they've gone so far to say you should add them in your in your automations as well, but I would. I would I would do everything just to be safe because you don't want your like email marketing is so important and I don't want any of your emails to go into spam. So yeah, and that's basically just to keep spam require spam complaints low. And then the last thing just to be aware of is your spam complaints. So if you use Klaviyo, you can go to your analytics, you can go to deliverability, And you can look at your spam numbers, how many people are reporting you, and you have to keep your spam rate now below 0.1%. So I believe it's three spam complaints out of every 1,000 emails that you send out. That's that's That feels low to me. I mean, I report spam people on spam every day, multiple people. (laughs) But you know what? Here's the deal. I hope this stops these idiots from like reaching out and harassing you with these stupid emails. Like I can help you make a million dollars a day with my video services like Hermosi. Like F you. 
Okay, so that is it for today's episode. I told you short, sweet, not really super short, but I tried to be short. Um, so again, they are saying technically everyone is affected by these changes. Some articles I've read said it's for people who are more bulk sending, like 5,000 emails per day, but they're technically saying everyone should be doing this. So if you are not doing 5,000 emails per day, I really highly advise you that you do this anyway. It's honestly fairly easy. I've heard of other people running into problems and like that's just how business is. You run into problems and you have to figure out how to fix them. But just be diligent. It's going to come down to your email marketing provider and your domain person. So if you registered your domain through Shopify, for example, the process of what you need to do is going to be a little bit different. And you'll want to refer to Shopify and their requirements and what they say to do. So all you have to do is Google, you know, Gmail, Yahoo, new requirements, Shopify domains, and that's it. And if you, you could do the same thing with GoDaddy domains. Um, but it's going to come down to those two people and just figuring out which ones talk to each other, which ones work together. I know for me, I had some issues with updating mine and I'm still in the process of mine being verified. I use ConvertKit for my email and my domain is on GoDaddy, but my domain like regist- namesake what, register, whatever it's called, is on Cloudflare because it's it's registered within Kajabi, which is where I have my courses and all that. So it's so that's why mine was a little bit confusing. And when I messaged them to say, "Hey, I I can't figure out how to add this," the lady, the the customer service person or the tech person, basically who I sat there with for an hour, was like, "Oh, it's actually updated automatically from ConvertKit, so you don't have to do anything." And I was like, "That's not true. Nope, that's not true." And I looked at all the records, and I was like. I don't see these records here. And I took screenshots. And then I took screenshots of what Convert said the records had to be. And then she comes back. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. We have to add them for you. Okay. Okay, dum-dum. So anyway, so always be diligent. (laughs) I have realized after thousands of customer service conversations over the years You will get different responses depending on who you talk to. And if you don't get a response that you like or are comfortable with, just click out of the chat, give them a good review because we always want to give good reviews for, at least for me, I like to give good reviews for anyone on chats unless they were just awful because I don't want those chat people to be replaced by a robot because as much as AI and robots are great, Sometimes you cannot fix a problem from a robot. I'm sorry. You need to talk to a person. So I like to always give good feedback for any chat features or chat people that I talk with, but close out and then literally log back on and open up a new chat and talk to someone else and just the same conversation. Hey, I'm trying to uh, set up my new Gmail and Yahoo requirements. I spoke to someone earlier, but I wasn't exactly able to get the problem fixed. I'm hoping you can help me. Here's the situation show them screenshots. It's not connecting. It's not working. It's not validating. Can you help me? Honestly, I did this with my Amazon book when I was launching my Amazon book. I had so many issues with getting the book, so many issues with the publishing part, like putting it on Amazon, putting it on KDP, getting it on presale. I would, it was like 
hitting myself in, in the face with a hammer. It just like it was so frustrating because nothing was working. And every single person I talked to would give me a different answer, a different thing. They would say, oh yeah, it's fixed for you. And then it actually wouldn't be fixed. My book, my paperback and my uh, Kindle book were supposed to be linked on my account like two months ago. They're still not linked. I just haven't bothered to follow up yet. So don't ever give up if you are not being helped in a customer service techie situation. If you have a problem, just give them a good review, X out, and then log back in and just start a new conversation with a new person. And it's kind of amazing the different levels of support and knowledge these people have. <laughs> so anyway, um, and again, the changes go into effect February 1st. And again, according to Clavio, these changes are positive for everybody. Your subscribers will have a cleaner less spammy inbox. Your deliverability score will likely go up and the requirements will keep you following email marketing best practices. So again, these are all good things. I know it can be frustrating when we have to add new things into things that we already kind of don't want to do, but they, they're, they're making it easy for you. They're giving you trainings. Again, go to my blog post below. I have a quick training where I walk you through what to do. I show you how to do it in Clavio and in GoDaddy. And then I give you resources from Clavio. So videos from Clavio support that walk you through how to add the DMARC, uh, the DMARC thing. <laughs> I forget what it's called. And then a video on doing the verified branding domain. So it walks you through exactly what to do. And like I said, if you're if you're stuck, if you're struggling, if you're stumped, you can literally sign up for a Clavio um open, I think it's like an open office hours session. And they have them through the end of March. You can literally sign up, go in there, and you can probably ask questions from a Clavio expert who can help you on the spot. So I highly advise you to do that. Um, please don't ask me for questions on this because you know this isn't fun for me to do either. And I don't. I'm not a Clavio support person. I'm not a GoDaddy support person. And I love you so much, but please ask questions to your email marketing provider or your domain person. I find, especially if you have GoDaddy, GoDaddy is literally one of the best customer service companies or one of the best, one of the companies I can't talk today that offers the best customer service support. I They are like light years ahead of other companies. I have contacted them and I'm like, help, I don't know what to do. And they're like, sure, we'll do it for you. Can we log into your account? They're like, click, click, click. Oh, you're done. Your records are all set. Like they are so freaking good. So if you have GoDaddy, I would literally ask them, hey, I'm stuck on this. Could you help me? And sometimes just pretending like you have no idea what's going on, I think with customer support, <laughs> I think that can help sometimes too. Uh, not always, but sometimes I find that if I just don't know what to do and I'm getting really confused, I just go, I open up a customer support chat and I'm just like, please help me. I have no idea what to do. I'm confused. Just please help me. Uh, this information is confusing. That's kind of all you have to say. And I find that people are really <laughs> nice to help you. Uh, for the most part. So anyway, my friends, I hope this has helped you. This is a really important thing. So not only did I give you a free training that you can check out in my blog below, but I'm walking you through in this podcast and really just trying to simplify it for you. Cause I know when I first heard about this, I was like, Oh my God, this sounds horrible. There's so much information, but when we have something that's really tech, techy, 
we have to like break it down into baby steps with minimal information. So you don't need to know all the nitty gritty about what a DMARC thing is. You just kind of need to know what to do and you need the Cliff Notes version of what it is. Like two sentences, summarize for me what it is and why I need to know. I don't need to read 700 pages of email technology. Like it's just, it's really too much. And I found that when I was initially researching it, it just was too much. I had to take a step back. I had to look at a couple articles that just gave summaries of what it is, what you need to do. And then I kind of just mapped out my own little checklist for you that feels easy and manageable. So I hope you like this episode. I hope you implement the changes. Um, Yeah. Any questions on the email stuff in particular, setting up your records and all that, feel free to DM me on Instagram if you want to. I'm probably not going to be super helpful, but I'll probably just tell you, ask your email marketing provider, but I'm always happy to help, you know, if I can. And if you need any help with email marketing, we have an email marketing template membership where you can sign up and each week you get a email template that you can take and you can customize for your own business and brand and send it off to your email list. So you never have to ask yourself, what should I send or say to my email list this week? So I will link that below in the show notes of this podcast episode, but it's 10 bucks a month and it's a fantastic, fantastic offer and I'm just obsessed with it. So any other questions, um, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I hope this is helpful for you. All right, my friends, talk to you soon.